Yeah, but are we the streets? You can't say the world, my nigga. Episode 16, Untitled Unmastered Podcast. Yo, when's the last time we recorded? We're back, baby. We're back. Sam Tranks, a.k.a. OG Perspective, a.k.a. The Bull Tranks, a.k.a. Speedy. Here my co-host, Kaylin, a.k.a. Gigs. The Gigs Effect. The Gigs Effect. We just really miss an opportunity. Of what? For Mace, welcome back. Like, we just fumbled the ball. Wait, we missed what opportunity? To play Mace, welcome back. Oh, you want to play it right now? Let's switch it up. Welcome back? I haven't heard that song in so long. It's a great song. This is the uh, intro to Larry June's new album, Cruise USA. Woo, it's fire. It's the best there album. There we go. There we go. This is for you, the podcast people. Girl. Are Less. we? Are you Corona free? Highly favored. Do you think Corona still exists, yes. or are they just dragging it out? No, I think what's going to happen is there's about to be a huge spike, another one. Spike in cases. Like another wave of it. Why? What makes you say that? Because people are, you know, the ignorance of America is just like I saw somebody post a meme that said, "I love how we just decided coronavirus was over. <laughs> like we're just we're just done. America. Yeah, like, it's like. That's why I asked. Is this still a thing? Uh, yeah. And they have the new, like, well, they think that there's a kid's version of it going around. A respiratory oh, infection that's... Isn't it, like, good. only attacking black people now? Like, all right, something's up now. Something's up. Yeah. And do you think that it is, um, like, it's kind of weird that as a whole, people are like, oh, yeah, only 2% of people died or whatever the percentage is. But when you look <laughs> at the numbers, that that equals 80,000 people. So it's just weird that we're so okay with the fact that 80,000 people just died. Yeah. I mean, but still, you got to look at the numbers. But, yeah, but, the numbers do matter. But listen, okay, with that theory... Why are we putting on hand sanitizer? We haven't because, even done anything. Because, baby, you got to be safe. I don't know where you've been. Ugh. You're cool and all, but dang. <laughs> dang. Um, but no, listen, hear me out. But no, wait, that's a so we're down here at the CDC training oh, yeah. headquarters. We're about to that's a right rule. In. That's a rule. You cannot enter these doors without putting on hand sanitizer. What about a mask? Yeah, we have masks on deck. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. We're coronavirus, we're yellow phased here in Pittsburgh. Um, this is the first time Sam and I were able to record in person together since when? I don't even know when. February, maybe? End of February? I don't know. Just a sidebar to everybody out there. Sam gets on my nerves because we have been trying to set up at least a remote pod for you or whatever the case may be. So we're taking applications for third host. What? <laughs> we're, we're taking wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is news to me. Breaking news to me. You're impossible to fit into a schedule. So it's like my thought is maybe if we get a permanent third host, then when you're busy, we can just keep rocking. Were are we going to talk about this off air or? I feel like our family deserves all of it today. 
Wow. <laughs> I feel like our family needs this. This is like, so basically you're today. looking for my replacement. Yeah, so anybody out there, you know, <laughs> hit me up. This is like uh, Gillian Wallow when he kicked off Dev and they were looking for a, a Did you see his video going at Joe Bunnan Podcast? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the video going at them, but I saw the uh, pop. What people call it, the apology video from Gilly's? Joe Button. From Joe. I mean, not Joe Button. From Gilly. What did he say? He apologized. I didn't know. What did he he say? basically said he and Maul talked it out. I don't yeah, even know cool. what it was about, but he. I, that's the only video well, that what I you saw. Ju- it was about what you just said. They were talking about whatever happened with his podcast on Joe's podcast, mm-hmm. and I guess they got some of the information wrong. Well, no. I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see the Joe Button podcast talking about that. But Gilly just mad because they everybody know he was on some nut shit. That's all. What and, did that? What did? Oh, cause, so he mind. he, he treated Dev unfairly. Wallow, if, if you haven't noticed, he hasn't said anything about this at all, mm-hmm. and I haven't even been checking checking on it. But I know that because Gilly's wrong, but his pride won't allow him to be like, "Yo, my fault. I should not have went about this." Do you listen to their podcast? Not no more. Last one I listened to, Mona Love was on there, and she was she was so good. But Gilly was talking the whole time. He would not let her talk. It was like, all right, I'm never watching this again. That's your thing with interviews. I've noticed. You like you won't watch people who um, who else did you used to say would do that all the time? Think about my, my real life. I do not want to like like look. Think about us. I'm not going back and forth with you. You can be mad. You could curse me out, and <laughs> but I'm not going back and forth with you. What? I don't like this? yelling and, and screaming and arguing and talking over people. Like no, I'm cool. Okay. I don't so know. it's the same thing. Why would I want to watch? That's not entertaining. Your family, I think. Um, I just showed her a photo of my niece Sabrina. She thinks she's grown. Well, shout out to your other I guess niece, she is Candace. Grown, but, um, yeah, yeah, she. Uh, she graduated today. Yeah. Yeah, so um, congratulations, Candace, if you're listening. We're very, very proud of you. Congratulations. Yeah, that's dope. You know what's funny? I always uh, thought back. I remember her going to college, and I was thinking, like, yo, she might, like, fuck around and graduate before me. And I was just thinking, oh, hell yeah, that would be so funny if, like, she graduates before me. But I was, like, still kind of, like, in, like, all right, I'm going to, you know, eventually go back. And then, you know, I'll... I took minor steps, making a few phone calls and emails, but I never really tried to go back. You're so close, too. Yeah, but... You have, like, uh, one semester left. Yeah. Okay, we don't have to go into that, but um, you just ruined my fucking story, so... That was it. She finished before you. Shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Hey, what else listen, you I called it, so shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you for knowing your true self. Believing in her. <laughs> I knew she could do it. I knew she could do it before me. <laughs> Speaking of believing in yourself, I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm going to start general, and we can even stay in general for now if you'd like, but what are your thoughts on validation? Do you think that it's wrong to like validation or look for it, I should say? Hell yeah. So you think that no we all do it in some sort of way, but it's it's terrible, terrible. Uh, it's a terrible concept. Okay, and but from a, a maybe even a motivating aspect of it, 
Like, validation, mm-hmm. the type of validation I like is, um, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just had my yearly review with my employer, and I had a great review. Got a bonus, all of that. That's a form of validation. And yeah, it that's felt, different, though. That's monetary. Well, okay, take, take the mo- money out of it, then. Even the things that career, my... Career. Like, of course, you're going to have aspirations career-wise, and... That's the. It's, it's kind of matter of fact. I just I just uh, took a screenshot. Uh, so do yesterday. You, so real quick before you read that, then. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that in some case, in some instances, it's okay to look for that validation, but in others, it's not. You're saying no. For- you don't look. You you, you you can't look for validation through other people. Is what I'm saying. Just getting on my nerves. Here, put this in front of me. Oh, hey. Hand sanitizer. Saves the day. Multi-purpose. Okay. So what were you about to read? Um, you can, you can talk. I gotta find it. Okay, well, while you pull book that up, I was reading. but you literally just said it's okay because that's career, career-wise and have aspirations and different things in your job. So you're saying it's okay that I not necessarily look for the validation, but when I receive it, I like it. It makes me feel good. So I'm looking through this. I'm looking through this book that I'm reading. It's called Relationship Goals, and one of the things that they're talking about. Oh, we're not about to just blow past the fact that you're reading a book called Relationship Goals. What, what is it? Where did you find this on like a kiosk? I can't Target? read. I ain't a criminal. <laughs> What's that movie? What's who, that? What movie is that from? Who? Wait. Who? Where did you find this book? Who's it by? On is by Michael Todd. It's on uh, Apple Store, the App Store. All right, what's it called again? Relationship goals. Okay, you've really, you've really changed. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, that's an office quote. <laughs> anyway, um, this quote that I'm looking for is talking about having different goals. So you talk about within. And this is talking about specifically relationships. So how a lot of different people don't have. Um, the same goals as their partner. So eventually, you're going to go drift off into a different way. It's just it's in- inevitable. So when you talk about having... Um, or what were you just saying about having... Uh, looking for... Um, looking for validation yeah. through your work. Like, of course, you're going to have goals within work. You're going to have goals within different things. But once you start having goals, like you got to have your own goals. But once you start having goals um, th- that are only validated i hate to use the word in the uh, description but once you start looking for validation through others you're always going to fall short so once you start looking for your partner to do this their goals might not align with yours so your validation is, is going to be like a, it's like an empty validation because mm-hmm. you gotta look you gotta the, the real validation is through yourself mm-hmm. yeah i i agree with that i'm just trying to throw different um different scenarios and thoughts out there to kind of just open up the floor for this topic okay so maybe we're at like we agree there um when you're looking for validation is not a good thing to do because it could end up with you being very disappointed or you know a lot of negative things when you're seeking it from somebody else but is it still wrong let's say you're not necessarily looking for it but let's say when you receive it 
you recognize, I really enjoy this. I enjoy when my partner recognizes me and gives me this praise or whatever the case may be. So I like this feeling I receive when I get this validation from my significant other, from my parents, from my job, from whatever. Do you think it's wrong? To search through validation? Through to you? enjoy it when you receive it. Even if you're not looking for it. No, everybody wants to be praised. God loves. You know? Excuse me. God's the man, you know what I mean? Or woman, however you're looking at it. But he that's the thing he wants the most. That's the only thing he wants. He wants all the praise. So it's not wrong for us to want praise. It's just that um, when we're looking for it, if it's, you're always, it's never going to end. It's never going to be fulfilled if you're looking for it through someone else. So yeah, it's temporary, but it's like all right. I got down. I got. I got to do something else because I need more praise. Like no, I want to do this because it it fills my own cup up, not the cup that someone else is holding for me. Yeah, I have a question. Have you ever tried to like get at a girl in traffic, like when she's in the car, or like you've been walking on the sidewalk, or you're in a car or something? Yeah, hell yeah. Did it work? Sometimes. What do you do? Beep. And then what do they do? They be like. <laughs> And then they see what you driving, you know what I'm saying? And then you pull over, they keep walking like, <laughs> and then you get up like, yo, slow down. What's up with you? Wait, that's actually really worked in your real yes. life? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you play for play. Yeah, did she slow up? You know what I'm saying? Where are you walking? Hold a conversation. Yo, I'm so baffled right now. <laughs> Why? Because I'm just on my way down here. I, well, yo, most of the time, we know what happens. You see her, you're like, oh, shit. You like yo put on the flyby, then she look, and then you try to bang a U turn, and then she just dip off somewhere else. You never see her again. That's me. That's what yeah. I would do. I would. Run. That's what usually happens. Because I would think I'm about to get kidnapped or something. But I was on my way down here. I was sitting there thinking like you're kidnapped. I was sitting there. Th- I remember a younger me, maybe like a couple years ago. When I would, like, be struggling to find somebody even semi-attractive, I used to think, like, maybe I'll just pull up next to somebody in traffic one day and it'll just be, like, the perfect person. And <laughs> I'm smile and his teeth are blinging. Bing. Yeah, and I'm just, like, I was thinking about that today. I was, like, I was such a loser for thinking like that. And then I was, like, hmm, I wonder if Sam's ever tried to get at somebody in traffic. Hell yeah. That's crazy. That's the best way. The, the power is in your hands. You got your ride. You smelling good. You feeling good. What's the She's weirdest? walking, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to her, but she... I'm giving chicks rides, all that shit. I remember I gave this chick a ride. That shit was like an hour away. <laughs> like, Somerset. Like, I'm just mad as hell. I'm, like, trying to be cool. She was. She had a super fat ass, too. Like, I, I was definitely... I would have... I mean, I wouldn't have Where done Where was she going? I don't know. You, you know probably, how it is out there. You probably took her to her boyfriend's house or something. Maybe. That shit was rural. I'm Rural. like, man, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> What's the weirdest place you ever hit on somebody at? The weirdest place? Yeah. Probably like when they with their mom or something. Or like, like that. a place you just look back on and you just look at yourself and like disgust. When they with their kids or, or with their mom or family members. <laughs> That's I, uh, I cracked on this one girl at her at her um birthday party. Well, that's like that doesn't seem. Yeah, so. but she was like with her. A whole like crew, my friends. I I got actually funny. I seen her on Tinder and I messaged. I found her on Facebook. Like, yo, this is really weird, but 
found you on Tinder. I saw, I looked at the mutual friends. I found your profile. I saw you at the the, the bar. Yeah, this date, on the only reason why I know, because your profile picture oh is what you wore God. that night. <laughs> Sam the stalker. She was nice, though. That's insane. She the was with it, though. She was like, oh, my God, it's so cute. I was like, yeah. Like I, As soon as I seen you, I'm like, yo, that's the girl. I wanted to holler at her that night. But she was, like I said, she was with, like, all these people. Like, it was like a big-ass party. And I, I knew it had to be for her because she had, like, this nice-ass dress on. Just for shits and giggles, when was this? This was uh, <laughs> this was like 2016 or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We weren't together. Mm, depends. No, it doesn't depend. Yeah. We definitely weren't together. We weren't. To, we haven't been together since Dominic was born. Like after when, since I came home from Tampa, we haven't been together. When were you in Tampa? 2014. That's Because he, he he was just born. Remember, he came to my his first game. He was like five, four, five months. Oh. Yeah, but we were together for a little while after you came home from Tampa. I'm saying 2014, is it? Into 2015. You did kick me to the curb. (laughs) Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't kick you to the motherfucking curb. Yes, you did. I. How do we always get here? You all. You That's are, why I created this whole podcast so every <laughs> week I can come on here and just simply remind. That's you. what people think, probably. I don't care. <laughs> this is therapy for me, and hopefully somebody out there can get their shit off through me. Um. Okay. Well, that answers yes. my question about. I have hollered at girls on the, on the sidewalk. That's how this whole <laughs> stuff thing started. <laughs> it all started with validation. Is oh, getting yeah. at somebody a form of validation? Yeah, yeah, you want them to be interested. I think everybody will be interested in me, so. <laughs> That's that. Why? That's great. You feel that way. Why shouldn't I? I think be? nobody. I think I'm interested. a cool person. I think you are too. I think nobody's interested in me. Yeah. Even when somebody dates me, I still don't think they're into me. <laughs> I- All right. Well, so we left off and we were talking about vulnerability and we don't have to go back into it, but there was one final thing I wanted to say to kind of of close that out. (laughs) So if we shouldn't seek it, right, which I agree, we're on the same page. Um, Uh The the only part of it where we differ is in some situational uh, things. I think it's okay to enjoy it in that validation. Yeah. Enjoy that validation, rather it be from your spouse or uh, your employment. But so let me ask you this: You taking the stance that like you're just not really with it for anything? Then do you give it to your partner? Do you give oh, praise? Yeah. So then, what's the point in giving it if you think that we shouldn't receive it? No, is the difference. I say okay. you shouldn't look for it. Looking for it and receiving it is two different things. Mm. Of course, we want it. And even wanting it and pursuing it is different. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like to search for that validation, you're setting yourself up for failure every single time. You may It may work. It may always work out for you. You may seek validation and receive it. It may be reciprocated or, or given. But I feel as though more often than not, it mm-hmm. leaves us um, to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I was missing that's why my dots weren't connecting. There's yeah, a- it's just a, it's just a, the the act of 
of looking for. So yeah, so you're saying there's nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying it when you get it. Just don't go and look for it. Nothing wrong with wanting it. We all want to win. Yeah, we all want to feel good. But I think that that feeling good starts internally, and if it doesn't start and end internally, you're always going to be susceptible for uh you know for setback disappointment disappointment to be let down yeah Yeah, okay so that makes much more sense to me um did you watch the mj doc the last dance no you didn't any of it or none of it at all no okay well then um i'll just give my opinion we can talk about it i mean i've been seeing mad people talk about it okay but i have my reasons why i didn't watch it what do you think about it did you see it? okay well yes i watched it and i took away a couple things from it one, I just watching what I was seeing different people say, I think when you watch this documentary, it's it's done so. Uh, so and I don't know the word I want to look, use. Intricately, yeah, is it yes, like- intricately is good um, that whatever you want to gain from it, you, you can gain. Like if you're looking to paint, like if you're one of those people that say, oh, MJ's an asshole, then you'll you'll find that that in there if you're one of those people say he's the greatest of all time boom that you'll take that from it like i I really think it was very like informative of all every like just different layer and dynamic there was to mj so it was interesting Mm. to see and like just wow the level of greatness i mean I i knew it you know what i mean like i was a little bit young when he was playing but i was still old enough to know and then i obviously everybody knows who michael jordan is greatest basketball player ever but when you like go back and really now at least for me too that i'm older go back and watch these highlights and hear these stories just the like greatness and how motivating that is you know just like when we talked about kobe before i said you know a lot of times now i'll catch myself thinking like in that mentality like you know just how those type of people think that are so disciplined and intense and competitive it's like man am i really complaining about doing this six hour shift behind a computer all day like you know you watch the mic doc and there was the uh one scene where he was filming space jam and he was getting back in shape so he'd work out in like for from like four to i don't even know like four to seven in the morning and then film from seven to eight in the evening and then people would fly in for pickup games for eight till 10 11 o'clock at night and same thing the next day that's crazy his work ethic was crazy and kobe bryant picked up on that same right where he left off at that same work ethic did you see the clip of kobe's part in the documentary no i didn't see, i haven't seen anything oh, okay i did see i, I did i don't know if this was from the documentary but i saw a clip of Jordan and a couple of guys talking about Kobe, like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was from that it. Guy was really Is that what you were talking well, about? Well, there was that, and then they also had where they interviewed Kobe. So you know, they he must have been like right before he passed, but they interviewed him, and <sighs> he was basically saying like, um, you know, there is no Co- they that he hates the comparison between him and MJ, and because there's just there's no Kobe without Michael, and that he a lot of his game was from Michael and he tells the story about like one of their first times playing each other. And he was asking Michael, you know, advice for his jump shot. And then he became like a big brother to him ever since then. So it just, it was cool to see that and hear his, you know, story, but it was just a brief clip. Probably they probably intended to have him, you know, throughout the entire doc, 
like some of the other players right. and stuff. But obviously, you know, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But it was they had the episode that he was on. It was dedicated to him. It was really nice. But yeah, it's just yeah. and it's interesting, like on just like thinking about how someone's brain like that works. Like that is in oh, that's a lot. I mean, I always say that you're one of the most dedicated and disciplined people that I know and I I still believe that but like they're like you like times a million and I didn't even think that was Kobe and I didn't even think yeah and I didn't even think that was possible and I don't mean that in any disrespect to you I just mean like every single aspect of their life was sacrificed um for I'm surprised they even have families I mean they had Kobe's family history was strained. Uh, you know, like it was a big thing that his parents didn't speak at the funeral. Mm. And uh it was it was always a lot going on with Kobe and his uh his parents and his, his mom. He was real cool with his sister, but his other parent his parents not so didn't much. they like sell his stuff or something like that? Yeah, that was a part of it, but the, the, I think the relationship was already strained to that point. Yeah, well, they asked Michael at the one part. They asked him. They said because um, they were talking about how people it, like would perceive him to be an asshole and a bully, and he uh-huh. was just saying like, you know, it was his job. He felt like to push people, and that he wanted people to know that if you're gonna play with me, like this is what I demand of you. And he said, and he was basically saying like, this type of success comes at a cost, and it just says what it is. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you. Well, I know one one of the things he was saying was uh, it was um thing they said that he would tell the flight attendants that like Horace Grant can't eat and shit like that. Like, if he had a bad game, or he would tell like certain say like certain players can't eat, and like he said he was like a, a real like douchebag like that. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't talk about anything like to that extent, but they talked about how he was at practice and how he would just be like on people, right. on people. But and also my ass. my takeaway from the documentary too was I love Scottie Pippen. <laughs> oh, Pippen was the man. I really like and, and him. What, mm-hmm. I think episode one talked about because i saw people you know I was, i've been following it like uh-huh. my homie he posts about it every five seconds but he was saying one of the things was pippen was paid under the uh under the not under the table but he was underpaid yeah. like heavy yeah they talked about that but then the the today i just watched the last episodes and they talked about um that final game when he had like the back injury of the uh championship and how he would he would go out of the game go in the locker room for like 10 minutes get like massage therapy, ice, whatever they could do for him just to go back in and play for 10 minutes. And then he kept subbing like in and out and trying to finish out the game. And then they were talking about when Michael made that last shot. So when he had the ball and they were, they asked Scotty, they were like, what, you know, what was going through your mind when MJ came down the court with, you know, how many seconds left? He was like, Hmm. "Uh, my mind, he was like, I was just thinking to get the hell out the way. Everybody on the team was like, we all knew Michael was going to take the shot. Like there's no way he's passing the effing ball. I was cracking up. But yeah, it it was, it was definitely one of the best docuseries I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, and I, and I did, like I said, not I'm not I don't claim to be like the biggest MJ fan or even Chicago Bulls or I'm a basketball fan for sure, but not like that. But yeah, I love that docu series. I'd watch it all over again. Yeah.
Hey guys, we actually had to cut this episode short today because you guessed it, Sam had to go. So like I said, we're taking applications for a third host here. Um, So that wraps up today. Hopefully you know with everything reopening back up, we'll be able to get back to doing this on a, a weekly basis with you guys. And I hope everybody's staying safe. Thanks for tuning in. Untitled Unmastered.